welcome, welcome to the Marketing Campaign Podcast, where Bernice Lohman brings a spotlight to entrepreneur stories, brand, and shares chapters of her book, Marketing Campaign Handbook. Be sure to visit marketingcampaignhandbook.com. Now, let's go. Hello there, everyone, all my friends, all my supporters, you guys, listen, here's another episode. I'm Bernice. I'm the host of the Entrepreneur uh, Podcast, where I discuss not only marketing tips from my book, Marketing Campaign Handbook, but I give it a platform for all other entrepreneurs to share who they are, their entrepreneurship journey. I'm just interested to know who you are. Of course, we know, you know your business, your services. We're going to get into that, but I really want to understand your journey. I want to, let's have these pivot conversations of where it all shifted. This is this platform where we discuss, and I'm just super excited today to have a guest. Uh, And this guest also has his own podcast as well. So we are going to have an awesome, amazing time having a great conversation, which is Russell Nolte. Uh, Welcome, Russell. Thank you for having me. I got to say that that uh, theme music really amped me up. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Listen, I, I thank you for uh, coming on. I see you also have a podcast. You're an author. You're a speaker. You're a six-figure creative entrepreneur. Uh, we're going to have a great time having a uh, entrepreneurship conversation. First, let me just ask, who is Russell? Outside of all of the 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 titles as author and you and also did I forget a USA Today bestseller author so not just an author uh, but outside of that who was Russell? That's a good question. So I've spent so much of my life trying to yes. make sure that all of the things that I'm interested in are kind of folded into my career: mm-hmm. reading, writing, helping creators build their own business, and. Uh, so uh, I've been trying to do some a lot of work on like who is Russell outside of all these things. Yes. Um, I think that's a big I think it's a big problem in the world we live in now, actually, yes. because, you know, we're told that to monetize every piece of what you're doing and like every piece of your life is is uh, is, is has to like be building to the next part of your life. And it's hard to uh, just do anything that are hobbies or, or fun. Uh, so. I actually think that uh, that the podcast is the thing that I do for fun. Uh, uh, I it allows me to it's called the complete creative and allows me to reach out to other creatives about how they built and sustain their careers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that who I am is just a helper. Uh, uh, even when I'm not doing, even before I had my podcast, my training academy, or mm-hmm. my podcast, or any of that stuff, I was just I was always hoping a bunch of people. Uh, I I, I was not very likable when I was a kid uh, or well-liked. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I kind of fell into this habit of, of helping lots of people do a lot of things and figuring yes. that like, hey, you could not like me, but like if I am just relentlessly helpful, at least you're going to be like, well, that guy kind of sucks, but he is like very, very helpful. And so I'll let him stick around. Mm. How was your childhood like? I'm just interested to know. Uh it was, I mean, it was just, uh, my, my parents divorced when I was 12. Mm-hmm. And so I gained quite a bit of weight when I was in middle school and mm-hmm. before, uh, right before and like during middle school, I, uh, I was kind of a, a, a total wreck. Uh, although I didn't like lead on like I was a total wreck. Yes. My dad, my dad like hung around. Uh, he lived in the same town as we did for most of uh, my childhood. Yes. I uh, eventually moved up to Maryland uh, where I went to school. And then Pennsylvania moved around. But he tried to be around. I just, I kind of feel bad now because, like, I didn't really let him be around. Uh, uh, I kind of blamed him for, like, leaving. Even though years later, I kind of understood all of this stuff. I had a conversation with him one time that was like, Dad, I just want you to know, like, I really didn't uh, didn't understand, like, why you were always tired and bitter and angry. But, like, now I kind of like run my own companies and I see I what it's like it. out there. And like, I, I get it now, uh, but I definitely didn't get it then. And uh, we just, we ended up developing a good relationship be- 
by the time uh, or be, by the end of his life. But yes. uh, yeah, for for the beginning part of it, uh, I definitely did not give him enough credit. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I, um, by the way, those who are listening, this is unscripted, so he has no idea what I'm asking. We're just having a conversation, uh, and I know you mentioned briefly of your childhood, so I just I was just curious to know, uh, as an entrepreneur, do you feel like your past or your upbringing affects you as an entrepreneur like all this is a question for all entrepreneurs do you feel that or is it just when you begin your entrepreneurship journey oh absolutely I mean my dad drilled into me that he Mm -hmm. would that he had a horrible job so I would not have to Mm, like he he was very very much like don't be me like do the thing that you want to do and I took that I mean I really believe I think that him and my mother, because they made my, my childhood safe, like they, they generally made me safe, made, made, me, made it okay for yes. me to fail. Uh, and so when I went out on my own and I failed big time, you know, I failed, I had four companies blow up in my face before finally the fifth one really like hit and took off mm-hmm. over the course of 15 years, 10 years, basically, and 2005, 2015, yeah, uh, 10 years. I had just so much, so many setbacks and failures, but I, I I, I grew up with this idea that, like, when you're young, you should be able to dick around and do whatever you can do as long as you're, like, making your money and you're, and you're, uh, and you're not doing anything illegal and you're not hurting yourself or somebody else. You should be, be allowed to experiment. And I think that came mm-hmm. from my family. And my dad really hated authority. And uh, he drilled that part into me pretty good, even though he worked for the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think that kind of entrepreneurship is a little bit, I mean, all entrepreneurs are a little bit punk rock, right? They're a little bit like, like, I don't like the thing that I'm seeing uh, and I'm going to go and do something about it. So I, I definitely think I got that all the way back. Uh, in my yes, I love it. I know for me, um, I grew in a single parent home. So it was just, you know, my mom and I. And for me, I think when I started my entrepreneurship journey, well, let me say this, I'm the only child. So I was always this child that explored a lot of things, even musically, and just, uh, I just explored. And we struggled though for so, so, so many years that when I finished high school, I'm like, literally, I wanted to go into the workforce. And I think when I went back to school to get my, uh, of course, I went back to, I went to college um, and earned my bachelor's and my master's. But I realized from then I still wanted something more. And I, I got into my entrepreneurship journey, like during the time I was in my master uh, program. And I take that, the struggles that I have experienced as a young child I think that has impacted I know has impacted me even as an entrepreneur as being hardworking and seeing how my mother you know struggled and she was still a hard worker in the midst of it and I I take that on I take those characteristics on so I just wanted your take on it I know for myself you know I can see how my entrepreneurship journey has affected well the my childhood has affected my um, entrepreneurship journey. So I just wanted your, you know, feedback on that. And we have this conversation. This is what this podcast is for. (laughs) It's an entrepreneurship podcast journey. We are talking about entrepreneurship. uh, And as we have the guest today, uh, I'm super, super excited to uh, share this platform with Russell Noelty today. Uh, Talk to us about, you know, your book. Where did that all began because you're an entrepreneur, but you are a creative entrepreneur. I'm, I'm just, hold on. Let me just ask. I'm curious to know why did you title a creative entrepreneur? Describe what a creative entrepreneur is opposed to just an entrepreneur. Sure. So um, I consider a creative entrepreneur anyone who makes their living off of art. Yes. or some sort of art form, mm-hmm. not pain point, not, not like a pain point or selling a service or a product. I mean, like making a painting is technically a service and a product. And I talk about that, but um, when you're a creative entrepreneur, you are, uh, you're, you're putting some sort of art, art into the world. Uh, that could be actual art or writing or music or filmmaking. Um, and they're quite a bit different than a, 
and the the kind of entrepreneur that sells a product that is made to to correct a pain point. Um, it's a different kind of selling. It's a different kind of mindset. Yes, uh, it's a yes. different kind of of just overall. You end up uh, when I was when I was when I was learning about entrepreneurship, there was just none of this. It was all like what you need to do is is find a pain point that your people are, are, are working on uh, towards and then like solve that problem. And I think the complete creative, which is my training Academy is the, is that kind of company. Like it, like it takes it, it like it, it's, it finds a problem and then it solves it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, creative entrepreneurship is really about solving this hole in people's souls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, it's not like most almost no amount of creative entrepreneurship is ever necessary. Like, mm. like, you know, like books, books are necessary for a culture, but no one has been like, man, I'm glad I had that book when I had a heart attack. Like this is, this is not quite the same yes. part of it. Yes. So it's a completely different kind of selling and a different kind of mentality. And frankly, it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of um, a person who is drawn to it. Usually the person that's drawn to creative entrepreneurship is someone who is much less, um, who much less cares about the money mm-hmm. um, uh, than a standard uh, than like a normal entrepreneur? Uh, I'm actually surprised at how little that most of my clients and customers uh, 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 care about the money part of it. Yes. What they care much more about is the impact and about the uh, and about the audience yes. uh, enjoying their work. So what what gets them is not the paycheck. What gets them is the audience of people who are enjoying uh, and treasuring their work. So even when you're selling services to creative entrepreneurs, it's much more, uh, you know, my biggest course is about building an audience. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't so much talk about the selling part of it. I talk about the, uh, the, 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 the more people to enjoy someone's work. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And then music also comes with like mission-driven entrepreneurs. Yes. Kind of like have a, they have a pretty similar um, ethos, but I still think mission-driven entrepreneurs are quite a bit more concerned with the money mm-hmm. than uh, than 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 uh, creative entrepreneurs are. Not that they don't care about money, uh, although some of them don't. They just uh, like if they could give their work away for free, they would. Uh, it kind of goes to some course creators too. Uh, especially course creators who are creating things about, I mean, I, I, I wanted to, well, the, the term creative entrepreneur came about because I wanted to show that I spoke to creative people mm-hmm. specifically. Yes. Um, uh, uh, and that I made my, and that, so, so often when you're, when you're in this guru-y space that we both kind of occupy uh, in different ways, you know, the people who speak about these things and, and they have the podcast about these things. They're trying to build a brand based yes. on like the knowledge base that they have. Yes. Um, the people that are doing it in the space that I'm in uh, generally are regular traditional entrepreneurs, one, who uh, are not making a living on the creative part of their business. Yes. Uh, they're making a living on the entrepreneurship part of their business. So I wanted to show that like most of my income comes from the actual books and creative product that I am making. Yes, I do have a company that now makes up a sizable part of my income that is about um, like selling pain point selling, like traditional pain point selling. Mm-hmm. But the, the biggest part of my income for years um, has and was, uh, was and has been historically the creative product that I'm putting out. So I'm very much of the um, model mindset that I'm gonna show you what I'm doing and I'm making money on books and through Kickstarter and building an audience and all of these things. And then if you want that same thing for yourself, then I can show you how to do that. Um, that's not everyone's model. You know, a lot of people also who do this work are mm-hmm. academics who yes. have never really started a business. And so I wanted to really show that it was like, uh, 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 remember uh, FUBU was well, like kind of for creatives by creatives. So it's it's men- specifically mentally made for uh, for uh, the creative brain from somebody who has taken the creative brain and monetized it and also dissected it. Because the other half of this is people who are who are creatives who have no idea how they actually built their company. Yes. They just kind of like didn't luck into it. They just but they can't like they, they can't express it. 
So I was very interested while I was uh, coming up as to be uh, the kind of person who documented their journey and then uh, could and then also not just dissected, not just had the success, but then could actually dissect the success and Mm -hmm. talk about it intelligently. And that is a very hard skill. It's very hard to take things that you've done and make them resonate with people uh, yes. you know, in like by the stories that you tell and the kinds of stuff that you do and the experience that you have. So um, I, the, 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 I just sort of, uh, I had the USA Today bestselling author part of it, which is, uh, it's a pretty good place to put on your brand. But I also wanted to make sure people knew that I was, I had the entrepreneurship part too. Yes. But uh, when you're booking, you want to, you know, you have, when you're booking a show where you're like trying to get people into like to, to take you seriously, yes. you've got like one paragraph. You've got like maybe 50 words uh, and it has to explain uh, why, why they should book you and why they should pay attention to you, what you've done that's worth it. And uh, every word counts. So like entrepreneur was good, but creative entrepreneur was better. Yeah, uh, it stood out. Entrepreneur was better. Yes. Yeah. So you have to be like, okay, and also when you're looking at, like, I didn't just want to say six-figure creative either, because that makes it seem like I'm not, I'm going to be talking about, like, the ethereal act of creating, which I can do, but I wanted, like, it to be like, I am a creative, and I am an entrepreneur, and I do make money doing this, and also I've been recognized by, like, selling a lot of books, so all of those things that, like, it, it, it took, like, a month or two of reaching out to people and years of like trying to figure this out to understand that uh that first paragraph the most important that first sentence is the most important and if you can get that right like you will set yourself out from Mm -hmm. the people and the minute that you set yourself out for from from other people uh you have a chance of like getting booked or getting taken seriously or like getting answers to or or becoming the the solution for somebody to listen to your podcast or something i'm 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 very aware that most of the time I do podcasts, uh, uh, they are for the people that are listening are mostly like business heads, yes. but I'm just hoping that like 20% of them are like, want to do some creative work. And if they want to do creative work, but still make money doing it, then like, I am kind of the resource. Uh, I'm kind of like the, 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 yes. the human. I think I'm, I'm probably like the, like the, the the the, the number, like one of the top if not the top person talking about this in the country or the world because yes. most people are trying to show you how to do nonfiction um, or monetize your 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 uh, work through like doing courses and other things that are not the actual creative pursuit or they're talking about the creativity part which is very very important it's very important to like yes. become more creative and do all this stuff. But my specific thing is when I came on the scene, I was like, okay, I don't want to do, uh, I don't want to like, like, like build a blog. I don't want to like do courses, although I do both of them. Like, oh, I, I like, like, but yes. it, it wasn't the thing. It wasn't like the thing that like, I was like, okay, well, that's nice. So, so how did you discover course, though? Excuse me. So how did you discover did get- your thing? Like, how did, how did you discover your thing? Like, literally, well, I want to know so that. I was doing- <laughs> So I was doing uh, shows for a long time. So I've been blogging since 2007. Uh, and, and, and when I did that, my goal was to be like three steps ahead of the person that was reading and kind of everything that I knew I wanted to put on my blog so that I could reference it later to myself. Mm-hmm. And by writing, writing has been a thing that has just always uh, like, like connected me with the work. Like I could, I could, I could, I, I needed to see it, but then really seeing it and then writing it down and being able to teach it yes. has been kind of the thing that unlocked me being able to like put it in my memory bank. Um, so since 2007, I've kind of been doing that and just people would keep asking me questions and keep asking my questions. And, and when, and when it became successful, honestly, like it became overwhelming. I would get questions constantly, like constantly. I don't know if you get them, but like I get, I, I used to get yes. emails and texts and people would stop me on the street. People would call my phone and ask me all of these questions and it was killing me. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I started the blog 
and the podcast so that I could and writing the books, the, the nonfiction books, so that I can answer the questions for people and like give them a perfect game. Uh, so what I mean by that is like every time I would talk to them, I would forget something. And so I'd be like, oh, I forgot this part. So yes. I was like, what, what do I have to do yes. to pitch a perfect game? Like, so I was like, well, I need to have this all written down so that I can look at it and feel it and like be able to reference it, be able to send them links, be able to really, and be, honestly be willing to really flush out the process of, 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 of what I was doing for me. And then I could, and then I implement it. And then I also do uh uh can can show it to other people and then that can be a resource that i can send people to all of the time yeah and i could so like a funnel if you can when you say that sort of like a funnel uh yeah it it is a funnel but it's a funnel that i built in a really weird way because i didn't like like it was a funnel that i built to get people to to leave me alone so i could do my creative work yeah and it became this thing that people just said okay um, I like the blog, but can you like tell me what you actually want to uh, like? I need to do in like a just yes. like a you know like like I don't want to go through five hundred blog posts. So like I made a book. Mm-hmm. I was like, here's the book. Now now you leave me alone. Like, give me my twenty dollars <laughs> and leave me alone. And like here's the audio component and leave me alone there. And like now you got it. But yes. then people would read the book and they'd be like, yeah, but like how do I actually put this into place? And I was like, all right. Um, well, here's a course on how to actually take that and implement it. And, uh, it's $500 and I expected no one to buy it and a bunch of people bought it. And I was like, Oh, there's something there. There's something like, yes. like taking, taking this. And then people would, would be like, well, you bought, made this big audience. How can you do that for me? And I was like, all right, like I can do it for you. And then I would do it. And then like, I would be paid. And it was, and I was like, Oh, well, that didn't take that long. Maybe I should do it for like a bunch of people. And so it was all built upon this like very simple question of uh, this very simple premise, which yes. was leave me alone so I can do my <laughs> creative work and reach the unreach readers. And cause yes. that was what I wanted to do. I was like, I, 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 I do a show or I do something and people would be like talking to me about this thing. And I was like, but now I can't talk to the readers who are passing me. Um, so it was, it was really like, Hey, I have this podcast called the business of art, which is my the original podcast. You can go listen to that. Yes. And then people would come back and I, yes. because it got popular um, in the community. People would then come and ask me questions about those people. And so the book became like the 50 best, the 50 best questions that people asked me. And then, the, and then also what I learned from doing like 150 episodes of my show, and I'm like, here, this is what I learned. Now go away, and it would not go away. And <laughs> it's kind of uh, what I learned is that uh, if people, if you give them something and they come back wanting more, you are probably onto something. Yes. Um, yes. Because that has ne- I've started five companies, and the difference was um, uh, from the first four was that like nobody cared about those first four, like. We weren't making products that people really cared about. They weren't coming back asking us for more. And when I started Wannabe Press, people would buy, and they would buy again. They would buy books for their friends. And then they would like find me on social media, and they would ask me questions about those books. Mm-hmm. And then they would ask me questions about building this. And so, yes. so uh, that, that was your indicator. Time. So that literally was your right. indicator to say, okay, I'm onto something. Now, let me pause because this conversation is, is amazing. For those who are just catching us, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having an amazing con- conversation with a six-figure entrepreneur, a USA Today bestseller, uh, amazing creative entrepreneur, uh, giving us some great tips, uh, here you, I noticed you said something earlier about your, uh, your course that was for, um, 500 at first, you really wasn't sure if it really was going to be one of those aha great moments where people can like, yes, that's it. Let me go. Let me do it. But being a six figure entrepreneur, I'm sure it's not as hard to do and to have that if you have courses and you have books such as you you have and you price it in a way. Now, here's my question that I want to have for you or to give an advice, leave an advice to those who are listening who are wanting to be that six figure entrepreneur and to earn that with their products and, you know, their books, et cetera. So is there a way where you can price like a price point and to get there? Or do you prefer, 
just finding out who needs the service. Like you pretty much, it was like, a, a as I listen, is you provided a service or a product and whomever grabbed a hold of it, that was your indicator. Like talk to us. How would someone know that, hey, this is it. This is where I should stay uh, to get to that level. Sure. So um, part of, so I'll give you my, uh, my kind of audience, uh, my build an audience from scratch spiel. Yes. Um, basically had to go from one to a thousand people and, mm-hmm. and, and then scale after that. Yes. Uh, so the hardest part, really, people think the scale is the hardest part, uh, but like the scale is actually easy. The, the, the scale is hard because like there's a lot of money on the line and like yes. it will freak you out because of a money thing. But by the time you get to the point that you're scaling, you know what you're doing so well that like it's very easy to like to, 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 to figure out how to scale. Once you get to a certain point, then you have to, then you have to, uh, then you have to like find new avenues and new reasons. Like the initial part of scale is actually quite easy. Mm-hmm. It's doing all the things you did, just like more of them and more expensive and with more money. Um, the problem is that when we're in, in in the world that we live in, the the sexy part is the getting the twenty thousand person audience, and so that's what we end up talking about in entrepreneurship, or like getting a thousand blog views a day, yes. or like whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. Um, but like that is uh, that that is actually the easy part, uh, and that is the part that people should not be thinking about, especially at the beginning of their business. It's nice to have a goal, um, but the the most important part at the beginning of the business is that people find an audience of people that resonate with them yes. and, um, and, and, and uh, will buy from them and are eager to buy from them. Uh, so they spend about 10% on this audience understanding time and like 90% on scale. And then all of the things that they've built uh, uh, go, go, uh, go uh, pear shaped because they have not actually figured out an audience. So they put $10,000 into, into this scaling but they didn't actually do the hard work of spending the six months or two months or one month mm-hmm. um, doing an audience, uh, finding the audience. So uh, that's kind of the purpose of the Build a Rabbit fan base course is to really dig deep on this initial part. And the first part is uh, basically finding one person. So the first person that you're looking for is a person who likes you, but not enough to lie to you. Hmm, so that's good right there. Means, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so this means uh, no family members, no close friends, uh, no probably coworkers or bosses or like nobody who's got a vested stake in you. The best advice that I can uh, give is I'm coming up from my 20 year high school reunion. And like there were a lot of people when I started in my business who I went to high school with but wasn't particularly close with um, that would like a lot of my posts when I posted about stuff about my books. And like I didn't quite know why they were doing it. I was appreciative of them. Um, but they would be a perfect person to target when I'm doing this work because they are a person who is um, a person who has gone through my funnel to at least know and like me, maybe mm. not trust me or buy from me, but they've known me for a long time. Um, but they are not close to me. So they, they, they can likely articulate why they like me or why they like the things that I'm posting. So mm-hmm. then um, uh, uh, and if you close your eyes, you can almost everyone I've ever done this to can imagine that human, like the human who is hyper engaged with your brand, but you have no idea why. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that and that's part one of that. The second part is it can't just be when, when they're hyper engaged about anything. Uh, as you start growing your business, you are going to start posting articles and stuff like it's just natural, right? You're yes. going to get into the rhythm of your like company and uh, and you are going to start posting stuff. It is the person who is po- who is commenting on those posts. That is the most important mm-hmm. uh, because you don't yes. want to if you're, if you're if you're making a bicycle, you don't want to uh, create. You don't want to talk to somebody who likes your knitting pictures. You want to talk about to that hyper engaged person uh, who um, who likes your brand and the thing you're going to be making or think you're going to be making. Uh, and now this is the hardest part of all the parts. You have to actually reach out and have a real conversation with that person. Yes. Please uh, say and, that again. And, <laughs> Please say that so again. You have to reach out. You have to reach out and have a real conversation mm-hmm. with that person, not a survey, mm-hmm. not something you can scale to a hundred people, but a real conversation about like who they are, what they like, 
uh, what sort of get a sense of their personality if it's changed since you knew them. Uh, like what what other what and why the overall like what what they what about you is the thing that they like? Is it because you're so eloquent? Is it because you're uh, you're 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 so emotional? Is it because you have such passion? Like, is it because you're just no nonsense, no BS? Is it because like you haven't you know, like 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 you're you're honest? Is it because you're like uh, you're elegant? What is the thing that they respond to? And it's really important that you know that because my brand is built upon a sort of punk rock like uh, 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 go screw yourself, no BS mentality. Uh-huh. It's built upon this like sort of. I'm not, I'm going to give it to you straight. And that is what the, the fans of my work like. But I have friends who are super motivational or super inspirational or super colorful or, 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 or uh, super eloquent. And like, as you notice, I just said super like six super. times in a row. Eloquence <laughs> is not my strong suit, but, uh, but, but uh, practical information or like no nonsense yes. and like being able to like really, like dig deep on something yes. and, 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 and put it on the line is a thing that like people have always said about me. They like about my books, like about my writing, they like about my, 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 uh, my uh, creativity uh, and, and, and my uh, creative training academy is that just like gets down to brass tacks. Mm, so um, it's really important that you kind of do that one time and you're going to kind of come up with some characteristics that make up your, uh, your ideal person. And the uh, first one is, uh, you know, you uh, like for us, it's rebellious and creative and artistic mm-hmm. and no nonsense and anti-authority and like punk rock aesthetic and all of these like kind of things that make up a good wannabe press or complete creative person. Um, and so uh, this is the system goes one, ten, a hundred, a thousand. So uh, to go from one to ten, what do you think you have to do? Do it nine more times. Got to do it nine more times. You got to do the same thing nine other times. Um, and what you're trying to do from that, not from those 10, and it doesn't have to be 10. I'm using it. So it's easy. One, 10, a hundred, it might uh-huh. be 12. It might be seven, but a uh, 10 is a good number to shoot for because it's going to give you an overall scope of what, what is good and bad about your brand, yes. what you should, what, what you should work to, to like tamper down, what you should accentuate and what is consistent across the message from all of these people. Um, now, um, you're looking for people who are want to the, the thing that you're going to sell at the end of the day. So uh, these are all going to be conversations, 30, 15, 30, maybe an hour long, where you're really diving deep with this person, learning about their past, yes. learning what they've been doing since you met them, all of these things. And some things are going to be consistent. This is why I don't like demographic information when it comes to uh, setting these up. I think so often when you talk about the cust- ideal customer avatar, People get lost in demographics. Yes. And demographics are nothing. Uh, like I have fans that are 18, fans that are 80, fans that are men, fans that are women, fans that are non-binary, friends that went to that didn't graduate high school, fans that like have a PhD. I have all of them. But what unites them is the same kind of aesthetic that they enjoy about my work. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, like you can also have somebody who likes one part of your aesthetic. And something completely different about somebody else. And they can like multiple things about multiple different people. And all like, I think about fantasy authors. There are so many different fantasy authors. And like, I love some who are very elegant. I like some that are very non, uh, yes. nonsensical. I like some that are very funny. But I like all of them together. So just because somebody likes this part of your brand doesn't mean they're not going to like another brand. But your goal is it. to kind of get a psychographic information of the of the person that you're going to serve. And once you have once you feel like you have it, then you can move on to the next step. That's the next good. step is to pre-validate your idea. This we have got 10 people. Your goal now is to make a product for them for around $20. I say $20 because like you want something that they can easily buy if they love it. Um, not something that they, is so easy that they'll buy it anyway, like regardless, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's $5 and just shuts you up. If you don't want to make it too expensive so that, like, if, if they are having money troubles, they won't get it. So $20 is like a $20 bill is like a movie and popcorn or like it's, it's not nothing. Like we don't have an infinite $20 bill. Like we may feel like we have infinite $5 or infinite $1. We definitely also have infinite $100. And there's a lot of people that might trust you, but like not with $100. 
they are supposed to do with a $20 bill. Uh, I, you know, I think that's like the, the limit of what I would do. So it doesn't have to be 20 again. It might be, and, and, and 20 might not be your big product. $20. So like I used like the bicycle example I used, you might only make a kickstand for $20. I don't know. Like you might, you might, uh, uh, uh make a, a bike seat, whatever it is. Like you don't have to make the whole big thing. It might be just a part of a program you're trying to sell. It might be yes, uh, an yes. excerpt from a book. Whatever it is, but it's $20. And, and a book is a good example because, like, you, you buy a book for $20. It's, like, not out of the question for you to spend $20 on a book. So, like, here's, here's the book that I'm going to make. And then it's very easy. You don't make the book. You just set up uh, a landing page on PayPal. or It could literally be a PayPal and just say, hey, if you want it, send me $20 and I'll send it to you. It should be something you can do in case you fail, because you're probably going to have to go through this process a lot, because uh, what you're going to do is you're using all of the information and the messaging that the people literally gave you. Like, they will have given you all of this information that you need, and you are just going to put it all together in a package and spit it back to them and say, give me $20 now, because I've made this thing. Um, and you, and, and you want to do that until you have at least five people who buy. You want really, like, eight Mm-hmm. By saying eight, it freaks people out. So I'm just saying five. Like half yes. of the people should give you. You should have a hundred dollars at the end of that, that 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 thing. And if you don't, you either are talking to the wrong person, or using the wrong messaging, or making the wrong thing. Uh, and then you can come back and redesign it until and you're redesigning it with almost no cost with no cost to you, and uh, almost no uh, uh, risk and. Uh, you haven't spent a whole bunch of time, effort, or money on this thing. Uh, you're just trying, and you're you're using people you already know and like, and now hopefully trust you to uh, make something that they will really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, your, t- and and so now you have this product that has a profit. This is a very important part of this part. Once you have the product, it must have a profit margin, uh, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other places that you can go to sell it. So. You're going to use your profit margin, minuscule as it might be. Maybe it's $20, maybe it's maybe it's $100 maximum if you've done this thing and five people buy. Whatever that profit margin is, now you can start getting branding and start getting a website maybe built, mm-hmm. start getting at least a landing page built, start getting something done so that you can like set up yes. uh, a little funnel to make sure that like now your goal is to get to 100 you're, you're now not going to have a hundred other meetings with like individual people. You now are going to take the information that they gave you, the brands that they like, the websites yes, they like, the good. forums they like, all of the, uh, the, the Facebook groups they like, and you're going to uh, go to those and join them and have real conversations with those people and try to pull off more people to join your funnel. And as they join your funnel, you're going to try, you're going to create a replicable, you now your goal is a replicable system that takes someone from not knowing you to crazy fan and yes. ready to, and, and buying from you. And that is, that is probably that the is longest awesome. part of this process because your messaging is going to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, but you're not, you're, you're not, you're, you're basically like just testing and it's literally costing you nothing because you have a profit margin after this. So, um, you want to do that really until you have a hundred buyers, hundred people who've bought your thing. Again, hundred may be too big. It may be 70, it may be 120, but it's some amount of people that have bought that. So you're like, if I say these words, they will lead to a sale. And if I put a hundred people in the top of this funnel, one person will come out. And now by moving around, it's like, now if I put a hundred people in this funnel, 10 will come out. And you're doing this for literally zero dollars. You're doing this for the hundred dollars that you made the first time yes. to like get some branding to make it look nice and whatever the product costs are. And that is how you sort of build your first hundred people. Now, uh, now your goal is to actually validate. You pre-validated it. You've pretty well validated it with like in a very small scale. But now this is when I use something like Kickstarter or an actual landing page or whatever it is to launch my real product. Because the mm-hmm. thing you were launching might be your real product, but it's probably just a piece of your real product. Maybe it's a yes. hour-long lecture, or maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a cheat sheet, or whatever the thing is. But now the big thing, I always bring it to Kickstarter. You don't have to do this if you're not me. But, uh, but I like to do Kickstarter because it will tell me 
if not just my fans will buy it, but if I can find random fans to buy it now from that landing page. Um, so uh, I, uh, whatever the system is, you want to, let's say you bring, you bring 100 of your, all 100 of those fans to buy, you want to then make sure that you can find 100 people randomly during a marketing event to also buy. So now you've got 200 people who bought this thing mm-hmm. at a price point. Probably like now, now you're talking about, I mean, I still do 20 to $40 because like I, I make a lot of books. I don't always do that. Some of my courses are like $500 or other things. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I now have 200 people who have spent a not insignificant amount of money with me. And I have those emails that I can plus yes. the 100 plus, And then I can take those and I can make lookalike audiences. I can start my email list. Yes. Uh, I can do all of these things with these humans who have now bought from me. And that is when we're, that is when we go to a thousand and beyond because you now have your lookalike audiences. You've got your, your, the, the, the seeds, you've got a, you've got a funnel, you've got a product, you've got a a tripwire offer. You've now got like pretty much a whole thing, got a whole thing that you can now just keep optimizing. And, and now it's about uh, finding all of the other people that are out there on the internet and wherever places they are and just bringing them into your funnel. And now you are confident that a, the exact product that you should be making because you've now validated it for zero dollars pretty much. Um, or no more than the profit margin that you had from, from the product before. And you now, uh, now you should never have to worry about in what audience you're selling for or what thing you're buying because, like, you literally have seeded all of those things already for almost no money. And this takes time. But my recommendation is always when people take the course or ask me, it's like, this is the next 50 years of your life. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe, should, like, maybe it should take a year to do right. I don't know. Maybe it should take eight months. Maybe it should take two years. Like, yes. like it's going to take as long as it takes to do it right. But I want you to do it once. And like, what I don't want you to do is go spend $10,000 on this like system that is just going to like, to, 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 to prove that you're broke, that like you're, what you did is broken. Yes. What I don't want you to do is go make a 30,000 person Twitter following, which nobody actually responds to because like you've built it wrong mm-hmm. or you built it with bots or you didn't do. So all of the things uh, that I try to teach in the first course, the build the rabbit fan base course, are just like, how do you get to scale? How do you get from zero yes. to hundred? And then I have a Facebook ads course that then will be like, Hey, now you know what to do. Now we just got to find those people, right? Now we got to like put money in gasoline. And this is when you might take a loan out if you have to, or you have to, or whatever you have to do, or you have to use your, uh, what, but because you're, you're seeding that initial investment. And now you can go and actually create the business plan to get the small business loan, or you can, mm-hmm. you can like, you can, uh, you, you can dip into your savings or whatever that other stuff is. Because now when you look back, you can say, Here's what I did to justify this idea. And from, from, from starting many businesses and from uh, helping other people start a lot of businesses, I can tell you that the thing that people are worst about is the thing that is most important because a, a company is nothing except for a product and a customer and yes. profit. If you, have a, if you have a customer, a product they want to buy, and a profit margin that you can use to find more of them, you then have a business that like is, 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 is not recession proof, but it's pretty bulletproof because mm-hmm. like all you're doing now is taking the profit margin, taking some for yourself and then using the rest of the fund to pay for, to keep your thing going uh, and, 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 and to grow. And uh, I just, I hate it when people want it, when, when I see these things, that's like go uh, 30 days to a million dollars or whatever that thing is. So I'm like, there's no way you can really understand your audience well enough in that 30 days to like be confident that you can really scale forever. And maybe you can, maybe you can. I, 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 I have a hard time believing that you can have all of these hard conversations and then build all of that scale for like basically no money mm-hmm. when you, uh, when uh, you know, you can, you can do it in 30 days if you're willing to put $10,000 down and like, and, 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 and hypercharge it. But most people are so wary of doing that part and putting the money in or they have no money, Uh but I try to show them like you can do all this for 
for free or for very little money and still be effective. Yes, it will take you a longer time, um, but that does not mean you can't make money while you are building this thing. Uh, I, my, my company, Wannabe Press, it, it took from 2015 to 2017 for us to get 2,000 people on our mailing list. Uh, I had a very decent living. I wasn't making huge, but I was making, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year uh, of revenue in that time frame. It was enough to keep us in business. Uh, 2017 came and we moved, we went from, uh, from 2000 to 10,000. The next year we went to 20,000 people on our mailing list. We went to and 2017, we hit six figures and we hit it again in 18 and 19. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll we look good to hit it again in 20. But like yes. all of that scale came after I did all the work and then I could say, well, this is a no brainer. Of course, I'm going to do all these promotions because they're going to work out for me. And I don't, but I don't do these ones because they won't work out for me. And so all of these, the thing that's hardest about right now is that all of the things that were working for me are like now not available, like conventions. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I, I have had to pivot quite a bit in that time frame. Uh, to to figure out like what's what, what works now doing a lot of these podcast appearances has always worked and all of these so but uh, what didn't what, what didn't stop working is this is the audience that wannabe press is and this is the audience that the complete creative is and I am 100% gut sure that, that that these 20 things are going to work on some level with this person because I know them so well and the biggest question I get is well, what do I make for somebody? Uh-huh. What do I make for them? What do I, or, 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 or like, uh, where do I find them? And I'm like, dude, you don't even have, like, like, you are so, like, on the wrong path. Because the minute that you know your audience, you never ask either of those two questions again. Because, uh-huh. A, they will tell you. I swear to God they will tell you. It was, they will tell you to a degree which, which sometimes uh, uh, is overwhelming. Um, uh, they, will, they, they will help you. Because yes. they want the thing you are making. Um, but what you can't do is, uh, uh, so, so whenever someone asks me that question, I always come back and say, oh, you don't know your audience well enough. And, that, and they, they, go, they go, well, I think I do. I go, okay, describe so, a singular human who was in your audience, one person. And every time they go, hey, about 18 to 34-year-old woman who went to school at some point and like they like ham sandwiches and i'm like that is not a human a human being is a 28 year old woman with tattoos who used to go to uh this club down her street when she was in high school and sneak out of her house and now she watches horror movies uh every night and uh and like she likes this kind of ice cream and all of these information like that and, and like she's funny and smart and like she, she's no bullshit like like you can des- once you can describe a singular human, or or or, or, or uh, then it becomes ready for you. And then all I have to say is like, okay, what does she want? Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if they haven't told me already, but they always tell me, um, it becomes a lot easier to 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 to, to know that once I know the audience. Sorry, that was quite a long speech. <laughs> I love it, and I know our audience are really going to. Uh, benefit from your tips and your information today. I want to say thank you for that because, you know, entrepreneurs as we're, you know, moving forward into business, it's always good to have another insight. Um, And so you gave us a, uh, you gave us some good points and another insight of business and entrepreneurship. Um, I love how you discuss funnels and getting to know the entrepreneur, uh, responding, uh, you know, engaging, which is highly important. Um, And as you were talking, I was thinking about uh, the bots. What's your thoughts on bots? Because you have a lot of companies now that are using a bot system, but that bot system is automated, is not of a more personal um, experience. What's your what's your thought on that? Once you get to it, once you get to a certain level, then like you can automate a lot of it. Yeah. It's no different than an autoresponder. Like, yeah. You have to know who you're doing. I personally don't use bots and mm-hmm. I don't like bots, but yeah. um, I understand why they're being used. Yes. I understand why you would use them. And it just requires you to know the audience well enough to know predictably what they're, what they're going to need mm-hmm. with each question. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, love it. Okay, so all of this is good. Let me let's just end this though with uh, you sharing with everyone how to stay connected with you. How do we, you know, how do we stay connected? You have a podcast, you have businesses. Tell us about your courses, ways we can connect with you, your website, uh, all that great stuff. Sure. So I actually have a 20 minute webinar about, uh, for, which, which is free about mm-hmm. how to do this exact thing in a little more detail. Mm-hmm. And it is at, uh, at, it is at the complete forward slash audience. And that will take you into, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the sign up form mm-hmm. where you can get, uh, where you, where you can watch the video. Um, I have a podcast called The Complete Creative. It's got 178 shows, I believe, or somewhere right around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in it, I interview creators for how they built and build and sustain their creative businesses. So uh, I have interviewed uh, uh, USA Today best-selling authors and Hugo winners and creators of things like the Teen Titans and uh, and, and 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 I've had I've had doctors on to talk about depression and burnout and anxiety, but it's all sort of how to do the three pillars of what I think are required to lead a complete creative life, which is mindset uh, and mindfulness and uh, uh, creativity and how to create things better and then how to sell and market things better. So if you've got those three things, like okay. you can become a creative, you, you can become a very successful creative entrepreneur. Um, on the complete creative.com, I've got epic blog posts, uh, free courses like the audience one I, I told you about, uh, uh, free ones and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for a little plug is uh, that if you like magic, mythology, and monsters, then I also am a writer of fantasy over at russellnolte.com. Um, but uh, if, you are, uh, if you are a creative entrepreneur, any kind of entrepreneur, I think you can get a whole lot out of thecompletecreative.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for your time today, Russell, uh, and your expertise. I appreciate it. It was amazing to listen, to have a dialogue with you. Uh, and thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome. To the Marketing Campaign Podcast, where Bernice Lohman brings a spotlight to entrepreneur stories, brand, and shares chapters of her book, Marketing Campaign Handbook. Be sure to visit marketingcampaignhandbook.com. Now, let's go.